I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week's episode of Pop Everything is sponsored by Audible. You can get a free 30-day trial and any book of your choice at audiblepodcast.com slash pop everything. Tim, do you have a suggestion? Yeah, our suggestion this week is Dean and Me, a love story written by Jerry Lewis and James Kaplan. Tom, this is about Dean Martin. Okay, but it's written by Jerry Lewis, a yeah, famous funny man. Exactly. Everybody wants to know what Dean Martin was really like. Why not hear it from uh, from Jerry Lewis himself? Who would know better? I don't know. Really? Is that the first case of like a uh, famous person writing a biography about a different famous person? They were like a duo, I think. Were they? I don't know. Was I don't Jerry know Lewis part of the rap back? Well, I'll tell you one way you can find out by getting this book for free by going to uh, audiblepodcast.com slash pop everything. You can get uh, 150,000 plus audiobooks there. You don't have to choose that one. No, you can Although get anyone you I, want. I urge you, I urge you wholeheartedly to get. Dean and Me, A Love Story by Jerry Lewis. Hello and welcome to Pop Everything, a podcast about pop culture and everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Tom. And we're drunk. Yep. Uh, we recorded our other show, then we went out and got a couple of beers, and uh, now it's time for this show. And Tom, I'm going to get right to it. Yeah. Because I feel like this episode is going to be jam-packed. Yeah, this is a good one, I think. Yeah, um, we announced uh, at the beginning of this series run. <laughs> oh, it's a limited run? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, that we're going to do a segment every week called Top 2, Bottom 2, mm -hmm. where people would uh, suggest uh, categories. A pop culture category. Yeah, um, for example, I think the example well, I Well, we gave, did the Halloween movies, or we did horror movies, top yeah. two horror movies. Yeah. Either asking us our opinions on the top two mm -hmm. whatever, the bottom two whatever, and we were ostensibly going to do this every week, and the suggestions came in, and we didn't do any We ran out segments. of time on all of them. Exactly. Well, and the important caveat with, with these is it has to be... Tough decisions. You can't be like bottom two Twilight movies, like something we don't know about or that people are like, ah, they stink. It's got to be like either bottom two of things we like that are good or whatever, or top two, not even top two of like bad things, top two of like things where it's going to be hard to figure out what the top two of, you know, exactly. if there's 10 that are amazing. 
And so the thing is, we don't just we don't just declare our top two or bottom two. We have to defend our decisions. We we otherwise the, the show would be like thirty seconds long. Yeah. So um, we've compiled all the suggestions, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess we'll go back and forth. Sure. Um, uh, I'll go first, Tom. Of course. This first one comes from Jill Clark, okay. and she actually took the time to give us our own uh, personalized top two, bottom two, which is not a requirement, mm-hmm. not even generally welcome, but <laughs> but I'll tell you this much, Jill nailed it here. Uh, Jill knows the two of us. Yeah, so she, she uh, catered these specifically to us. Mm-hmm. So uh, she wrote a suggestion for top two, bottom two. I'd like to hear Tim's bottom two Muppets. And Tom's top two doctors. From Doctor Who. From Doctor Not Who. Not my personal doctors. Um, <laughs> Not so, like my, my GP and my OBGYN. So uh, this might be quick because I don't know anything about Doctor Who, Tom. Uh, who are your top two doctors? <laughs> oh, you don't know who your bottom two... You're, you've, you've got your uh, internet device out. You've got to figure out who your bottom two... I know who my bottom two might oh, okay. Be. Well, I'll talk about my top two doctors. Uh, first one is uh, David Tennant. He uh, was the man <laughs> who played um, the doctor. He, uh, you made me watch. Uh, if if people of the uh, listening to this show do, are not familiar with the complete guide to everything, mm-hmm. or have tried it out and hated it, mm-hmm. I urge you to go listen to our Doctor Who episode, where Tom makes me watch a few Doctor Who episodes, mm-hmm. and uh, I give my thoughts as somebody who has never seen Doctor Who. Well, and you only watch, I gave you only uh, David Tennant and Matt Smith episodes. Right. So mm-hmm. David Tennant, uh, I watched the ones, I watched the one where they introduced him and he ate a lot of food. No, that was Matt Smith. Okay. So I don't no, remember That was David the 11th Tennant. hour. Everybody loved David, David Tennant. David Tennant is the one in Blink. Did you watch Blink? Oh, with the uh With the statues. statues yeah. yeah. The weeping angels. All right. What makes you like David Tennant? Um, He's handsome. He's got great hair. He's skinny. Um, he's got a great suit. Is are these the things that you generally? <laughs> I'm just no. I'm just giving a physical description. Uh, no, he is a. He's a very good actor. Uh, and I've told you a million times. You need to watch Broadchurch. Oh, I started watching Broadchurch. Oh, Tom, I yeah. watched the first episode. Okay, sets everything up. Yeah, seems to be pretty good. <clears throat> what I enjoyed about it uh-huh. is that. Um, it is a recommendation from me, I guess. Uh, the way it starts is, you know, there's been a murder or something. You're not even sure if it's a murder, right, at this point? In the very beginning, yeah. You're not sure if it was a suicide or, yeah, an accident or... Right, and... There's been a death. It, it does, a, yeah, what I'm saying is it does a, good, a very good job of... Uh, creating the universe that it's in, it show it really gives oh, you a yeah. feel for the the small town, and also the thing that um, a lot of these shows that uh, are based around solving murders mm-hmm. uh, don't do is like show you how devastating it is for the victim's family, yeah. and this was like kind of hard to watch at points because like it's oh here are people on the worst days of their lives. Uh-huh. How do they, like, how do they move? Exactly. Like, when they have to go to the police station and they're seeing, 
when somebody is trying to get them to donate to a charity because it's his old buddy from the pub yeah and doesn't know that his son was murdered yeah like how do you deal with that and uh it was kind of a heart-wrenching thing but it didn't get into the whole whodunit thing which is i'm sure mm-hmm. or what i'm told it gets into right but uh but then the the end of that episode not to give any spoilers but it shows little snippets of a of bunch of people yeah. mm-hmm. pretty much everyone and you're like what is going on in this town and i mean the the you know the idea of that show is everybody's got something to hide which again i think is not again is just um something about small towns that and it's interesting and you know th- this show is very like twins twin peaksy you wish uh where everybody's got something to hide and I think we talked about this. Maybe we didn't talk. Maybe it was talked about this in our in our private day to day lives. That um, there's this really good short. It's like six minutes long. Errol Morris documentary about um, the Umbrella Man at the um, JFK assassination site, where there was one man with a black umbrella, and there are pictures. And it's, you know, that day in Dallas, it was beautiful. It rained the day before, not a cloud in the sky, but right where JFK was assassinated, there's one guy standing by himself with a black umbrella up. And, you know, there were all these crazy theories about uh, who this person was and they had something to do with it. People drew up diagrams of how a gun would work inside an umbrella it turned out he was protesting some weird Joe Kennedy, uh, John's father, some policy he had years ago. Uh, but it's just if you take a snapshot of anything and dive way into it, you're going to find weird things. Right. And, and that's what a lot of broad church is about. There's a lot of not even false leads, but like other crimes people are, um, you know, a part of, uh, or know about. And, uh, and, and again, like this small town becomes a media focus and then people are getting their past dug up under a national spotlight. Uh, it's a great show. And it's six episodes, I think six, maybe even less and done done that's what i want out of anything i want to i want a 70 minute movie or a six episode tv show yeah except they're bringing it to america with david tennant and you know they'll make 23 episodes a season tom we started off talking about doctor who and uh-huh. you brought it to the kennedy assassination that's a tangent on a tangent on a tangent <laughs> um why do you like david tennant uh he's charming as hell okay he's I'll just super one. charming i don't like the beard that he has in Broadchurch. Oh, he has like a little bit of uh yeah, it's it's, it's like it's hey, patchy. Hey guy who can't grow a beard, grow yeah. a beard for this. And I'm sure he's just trying to break out of the Doctor Who. Oh thing. yeah, a little bit. Um I mean there's that character is supposed to be kind of haggard, and I think that's showing part of uh you know that sure, but get an actor with a better beard for Christ's <laughs> sakes. He wouldn't uh, I don't know the doctors. Uh huh. You made me watch a fiftieth anniversary thing. I did I oh recently. I know you came over while I was watching uh, a 50th anniversary. It wasn't the episode. It was like uh, the after thing, which was terrible. Um, but David Tennant, uh, he does a great job. Um, you know, any any good drama, and Doctor Who is technically a drama. <laughs> for kids. It's a drama for kids. Any good drama has to have comedic relief. Uh, Billy Shakespeare would tell you this. 
Hey, and, Bill Shakespeare is a good friend of mine. Him and Marty Scorsese. And um, and David Tennant does a great job of uh, balancing those two things. Where when things are serious, you're like, I wouldn't want to mess with this guy. But then when he's being funny and lighthearted and witty, hysterical, he sells it uh, 100%. So he's my favorite. I'm going to make a controversial choice. I'm going to give you my top three. And uh, that violates the spirit of the game. Tom. Well, I'm going to give you my top three just because the other two are very controversial. My number two doctor is Peter Capaldi, who hasn't even been the doctor yet. Why is that? I like him a lot as an actor. Have you watched In the Thick of It? Yes. You have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's fantastic in it. I've watched In the Loop. Uh, I've watched him. He's in an episode of Doctor Who. Uh, where he People's pl- heads are spinning right now, Tom. Uh, he wait. He's in an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, he's not the Doctor. He's playing like uh the guy uh the Emperor of Pompeii or something. Uh-huh. It's the last day of Pompeii, and uh, they're there, and he's in it. Um, Pompeii was crazy, huh? Yeah, and actually, uh, the girl who went on to play Amy Pond, she's in it too. So there's two future Doctor Who and. There's just not that many actors in England, so they just use everybody over and yeah, over again. Yeah, every every act, every production I've seen that's come out of England, I've been like, I know that guy. He was in complete in something completely different. Yeah, and uh, I assume they just have the same eight people that they just rotate around. Yeah, so I like Pierre Capaldi. I like that they're gonna go with an older guy. Um, he's Scottish. David Tennant is Scottish, uh, so I think that's a good sign. Uh, and Tom, off mic, you told me that Scottish people disgust you. Is no, that, Tim, that... I'm I'm of uh, Scottish uh, descent. Really? Yeah. Huh. On my mom's side. Uh, yeah, it's all Scottish. Um, so I'm excited for him. My number three. Oh, in the top two, bottom two game? Yeah. yeah. Paul McGann. Who's that guy? He's the guy who was in the Doctor Who Fox TV special. Uh, okay, so it's like the somewhat American guy. He's not American at all. He's English. But it was made for American audiences. Yeah. Uh, and not because of that movie, because of I've listened to some of the uh, radio plays. I'm that big of a nerd now. And uh, I really like his take <laughs> on the Doctor. the Doctor Who radio plays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it, Tom. Uh, I really like him. And like I like uh, Tom Baker. And Tom Baker, when I grew up, like was on PBS. And that's actually like... I just remember, and I've talked about this, like my dad flipping through the channels and stopping on PBS to like kind of just show me Doctor Who just to be like, isn't this the weirdest thing you could ever imagine? Please don't ever watch this or you're not my son anymore. (laughs) Um, So I like that. Yeah, he he was the one with the long multicolored scarf. He's great. And he was great in the in the eh, spoiler in the 50th anniversary special. Um, I like him a lot, uh, but. Uh, those are my, my, he's not, he's maybe, he's number four. Tom, can I tell you something? What? Um, when did they reboot it? Who is the doctor? 2005, they... uh, Christopher Eccleston. Anything before 2005? <laughs> it's terrible. It just depresses Oh, me. Doctor Who wise. Whenever I see any kind of uh, clip from it. Yeah. It's just like weird guys with perms. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, well, I think you're thinking of the sixth doctor. Yeah. He had a perm. Yeah. It just, it just depresses the hell out of me. 
It smells like grandpa when I watch well, it. Well, the, <laughs> the thing is with Doctor Who, it was off the air for like 14 or 16 years. It didn't happen suddenly. Like they just kept cutting the budget slowly over the years. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we had to sell the cameras now. Yeah, until it was just like uh, whatever video cameras you guys have at home. Uh, we don't even have a budget for villains. It's just going to be Doctor Who talking. <laughs> It turns. It came to the point where they had the producer of Doctor Who had to pay the BBC to air just them. to keep airing it. Yeah. yeah, but but some of the actual like uh, older older ones, uh, especially like the first and second Doctor, they had a little bit of money, or at least they had money compared to everything else at the yeah, time. They had as much. Uh, they had like I Love Lucy money, right? Exactly. So and 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 hey, those are we're good. all just chasing I Love Lucy money, right? <laughs> yep. And and actually, the fourth Doctor is kind of Dom Baker's. I I think probably at, during the classic Doctor Who era when they had the most money to spend on stuff. And wow. he was the Doctor for a while. All right. So those are my top four Doctors. Peter Capaldi, that's that's kind of ballsy. You're gonna get some email about that. Pop I'm, everything at gmail dot com. I'm telling you, man. Mark my words. He's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, probably. I like that guy a lot. He's he's a great actor. Do you think they'll bring on uh, Ayanuchi to write any episodes? It'd be amazing if they did. I'm sure he'd be game for it. I don't think he could uh, refrain from cussing that much. Oh, if if this Doctor Who curses, that'd be even better. Imagine it just turned into like, hey, kids, don't watch this. <laughs> kids, don't watch this. Guess what? Doctor Who 80% says of the audience is, is, uh, is gone. Uh, no, like, and Pierre Capaldi, technically, he was in the 50th anniversary special. You see his eyes. Um, I think he's just going to be fantastic. Maybe I'm letting, you know what? I'm not building myself up for a letdown. I just know everything I've seen him in. Even, uh, he was in, uh, World War Z. Fantastic in that. He's fantastic. France, World War Two, Tom. You, it, you, it, you just wrote the two weird. He's, he's been fantastic in everything I've seen. I like that they're going with somebody older. It's kind of crazy because he's like the same age as the first doctor, uh, William Hartnell, who everybody thinks of as like this old grandfatherly type guy, uh, which just shows you in the 50 years how things have changed, where now it's like, oh, this guy's like barely middle-aged. Um, how old is he? Probably 45? Uh, I think late 40s. Peter Capaldi? Yeah. Uh yeah. Well, but at the very least, he's got gray hair, you know? Okay. Um, but uh, I, I think he's going to be fantastic. And actually, here's the thing. The the two things that... Uh, the other thing he has in common with David Tennant, besides being Scottish, is that he is a diehard Doctor Who fan. That there's this thing, as a teenager, he tried to become like a secretary of the Doctor Who club and uh everybody thinks that was denied so... it and like wrote like a nasty letter back to them yeah but you said matt smith right married uh no david tennant married uh the so daughter you... of another doctor so matt like, smith didn't you like somebody with a uh with a doctor who pedigree i like you know what this is i think when we grew up everybody who was involved in anything nerdy uh, was like, oh, I have to get out of this. It'll ruin my career. And to the defense of the classic doctors, it did kind of ruin their career. Or it didn't ruin it, but it typecast them. Sure. And then they just had to go do conventions forever. I think that's changed. And now I really like that 
the people who play these characters embrace it fully and are like, no, this is awesome. I am the doctor. I grew up loving this show and now I get to be the show. And same thing to a lesser extent with some of the um, comic book stuff where like somebody like uh, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. who fully embraces being Tony Stark because he was like, oh, nobody would hire me for movies anymore. Well, that was because of his drug problem. Right. But that brought him back. So they hired him for Iron Man because Iron Man is a superhero with a drug problem. <laughs> well, with a drinking problem. Uh, but I like the fact that, and he, you know, he's trying to get more money because why shouldn't he? People love him. But he's not afraid of like, oh, I'll be typecast as Tony Stark. Like he keeps that facial hair longer than he has to, I think, because he's like, oh, people think I'm Tony Stark. That's fine. He's a cool guy. That's what I like about people nowadays. Okay. Well, Peter Capaldi, uh, age 55. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. An older doctor. An older doctor. He's going to be fantastic. Mark my words. I wouldn't go to a doctor if he was very old. The best. He'd uh, misread my x-rays. The best casting choice I could ever come with, come up with. And I wasn't in charge of the... I wasn't George even, Clooney. I wasn't even involved. George, fuck George Clooney. What? He was Batman. He stunk. Stunk it up. I'll tell you why. That wasn't him. It was a suit. He was, no, because he was splitting his time with ER. I went on the Warner Brothers uh, uh, backlot tour, Tim, and uh, they were telling us about how he had to, they had to build a Batman set right next door to the ER set. Yeah, he was Dr. Doug Ross, the best doctor ever. Why wouldn't he be the best <sighs> Doctor Who? You don't know anything. The um, doctor has to be British. Jill? Mm-hmm. I hope you're satisfied with Tom breaking the rules on the very first one. No, but if it, if it comes down, it's uh, David Tennant, Pierre Capaldi. <laughs> that is that, my God. I'm I, hey Tim. I'm not here to make the man, friends. The man's <laughs> eyes was in five seconds of one thing, and yeah. uh, you're you're ready to declare him uh, the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm not here to make friends. All right. Uh, you asked about uh, bottom two Muppets. Yeah. Tom, look me in the eye. <laughs> All right, I'm looking you in the eyes. Who do you think I would think is a shitty Muppet? Do you not like Miss Piggy? We'll get to that. Um, I guess I shouldn't ask that. You took Rizzo? the wind out of myself. No, Rizzo the Rat's great. Okay, here I could come out here. Skeeter and I can, Skeeter isn't really a Muppet. I mean, he is a Muppet. No, no, Scooter is a Muppet. Skeeter was oh, that's the female equivalent yeah. in the Muppet Babies, yeah. but they never even... Uh, Not canon. Yeah, well, they never even bothered making a puppet out of her. Yeah. Like, and you can on. go down to F.A.O. Schwartz and make a Muppet. <laughs> somebody somebody could have gone down there and made a... I wonder if you went down there and you're like, I want a Skeeter Muppet. They would like escort you out of the building. <laughs> Um, all right, so since you, uh, like, I could sit here and be like, oh, Zoot is my least favorite Muppet. Yeah, like, we need oh, to get, like, some, someone's people know. All right, um. Don't say Sam the Eagle, because no, he's Sam great. Sam the Eagle's great. Yeah. And there are Muppets that I hated when I was a kid. Yeah. That was like, what was I thinking? I didn't like Sam the Eagle, because he was a killjoy. Yeah. I didn't hilarious. realize I didn't realize how hilarious he was. Yeah. I didn't like the Swedish chef. Oh. But now... The the man has uh the the puppet <laughs> the has <laughs> the puppet has 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 man hands. <laughs> yeah, that's the funniest part. And he's always lighting shit on fire. It's amazing. 
I was I was an idiot forever not liking the Swedish Chef. Um, I'll tell you right now, number one least favorite Muppet. Okay, Miss Piggy. Oh, okay. So I nailed it. And I was reading this. Yeah, yeah. I was. That's what she would do if she was exactly. here right now. I'd give you a karate chop. Here's for saying why. That. I uh, I was reading this Jim Henson biography, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best books I've ever read, by the way. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about uh, when the Muppets got really big in uh, the seventies, uh, the Muppet Show. Yeah. And Miss Piggy was like the surprise breakout star. If you watch the right. first season of The Muppet Show. She's not in a lot. She's like a background character. And uh, Frank Oz uh, uh, controlled her or whatever and uh, performed voice, her. Yeah. yeah. And it was fine. But like uh, she became this breakout character. But like she's kind of like the Muppet equivalent of the Kardashians. Like, or you know what? She's just a jerk. I don't like someone who's just a jerk. Like, I can never... She, she makes unwanted advances on Kermit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing that always, like, is the shakiest ground for the Muppets and me. Uh, it, <laughs> the relationship between Kermit and Miss Piggy? Yeah, because she's a dick to him all yeah. the time. What? Yeah. And, like, she's self-absorbed. <laughs> she's self-centered. She's mean to everybody. Tim, you know, these are all the, these are all the things that are funny about her. Yeah, she hogs the spot. That's not funny to me, Tom. Well, she hogs it because she's a pig. I get it. And I get like, oh, she's trying to be glamorous, and a pig is the least glamorous yeah. animal. It just doesn't speak to me, Tom. <laughs> I don't... Look, I, I'm not I'm not going to root for someone who's mean to everybody. I don't okay. understand why, why uh, America and the world... Actually, uh, they were bigger in the UK than anywhere else. The Muppets? Yeah. Yeah? They had to go to uh, the UK to produce uh, the Muppet Show because no American oh, really? channels yeah. would would uh, would bankroll it. That's good. Well, they have that uh, that Muppet uh, game show over there now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it doesn't have like the Muppets in it, I think. But it's a Jim Hun- Jim Henson uh, Productions thing, right? But uh, yeah, and that's how they did all the movies, even like the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. They had to go over there to do them. They had to get David Bowie in them. Exactly, it's only the only person starring David Bowie as Kermit the Frog. But uh, yeah, what's, what's your second well, one? I'm not. Gonna, I'm, I'm just not going to root for someone who's a jerk to everybody all the time. Uh, this I'm not sure how controversial this will be. Um, and look, I'm, I'm trying to pick somebody that everybody will know, mm-hmm. but like, uh, who, so it's not obscure. Is it Fozzie? No, Fozzie's my favorite. Is Fozzie it... and Ralph or uh, Rolf. Rolf. Jesus Christ. I'm going to, it's amateur hour over yeah. here. Um, I, I'm going to have to go with Walter. Do you know Walter? Have you seen the new Muppet movie? Oh, yeah. But I, here's I the would thing. almost say that doesn't count, but. You want to know why it does count? Because it's a Muppet movie. Because the they one, introduced him, and he's a major character, and they made him milk toast, and they made him just kind of like inoffensive. He doesn't really have a personality other yeah. than like he's a nice guy trying to make everything work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey asshole, you're encroaching on uh, the that, frog's yeah, territory. That's, that's Kermit's job. Yeah, Kermit the Frog is just like a nice guy who's like in a little over his head. Mm-hmm. Um, there are unwanted sexual advantages this is from a from a pig constantly. Yeah, and like you're 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 trying to deal with that, and like <laughs> from a pig that hits him all the time. Yeah, she's mean to him. But uh, Walter, like he just seems redundant, and yeah. like it was he's, fine he's, he's in that of... in that first movie. Like, okay, you need a, a hook here, 
But yeah, I was surprised that he's going to be in the second one. It's like, no, 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 you don't need There's to do that. There's just nothing. Like, they introduced Clifford um, mm-hmm. in the late 80s mm-hmm. for, like, uh, Muppet stuff. And, like, he, he was, like a, like, a Rasta man or something. He had dreadlocks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I remember He him. hosted Muppets Tonight in, yeah. the, uh, in the 90s. But, like, he had an edge to him and he had a different point of view. And, like, yeah. but, like, I really feel like Walter's Walter, a fanboy. Walter's a fanboy, which is fine, but I hate fanboys or anything. <laughs> um, says the guy uh, <laughs> deconstructing all the Muppets. <laughs> but Naming he, a bunch of obscure Muppets. He's basically just like a less interesting Kermit the Frog. Yeah. And like, it's unnecessary. Yeah, it, it's redundant. And uh, I, I understand why they had to do it, but like, if he's going to be the common thread through these Muppets 2.0 or Muppets 3.0, whatever you want to call this, mm-hmm. uh, it's just uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't see why he's there. Uh, he's got no personality. He's just a nice guy, and that's what Kermit the Frog is. Real quick, top two Muppets: uh, Fozzie, uh-huh. number one; Ra- Rolf, number two. Mine would be. Uh, animal number one, Beaker number two. I like the ones that can't talk. <laughs> Beaker is the shit. Yeah. Animal, you know what? Animal gets on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> my favorite thing about Animal in anything is when he's in the background just going, <laughs> 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 and his whole body is just breathing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I that's, love that. Uh, that's what and I, I like when uh, I don't think they make him do this anymore. But like whatever, like a woman. Yeah, like a, a lady walks by and goes, "Woman, woman," and just like 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 some sort of crazed pervert. <laughs> I don't think he's allowed to be that crazed pervert anymore. They've kind of uh, softened the edges. No, but they can still have him in the background breathing <laughs> like a maniac. Yeah, I enjoy that too. <laughs> no, and Beaker is just incredible. Oh, Beaker! You're not going to get an argument. Me, me, me. And uh, the things they put that man through. Oh, he's been through hell and back. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one. Uh, this comes from uh, Daniel. Daniel Hearn. Top two David Lynch films. Ooh. Let's go one and one. Uh, I'd say Blue Velvet. Ooh, Blue Velvet's one of mine, Tom. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, and after Blue Velvet, uh, I kind of like Mulholland Drive a lot. Holy shit, Tom! Is that gonna be your other one? Yeah, I think we're. Uh, I think we're in complete sympacado. Sympat. What do they call that? Sympacado. Sympatado. Sympacado. Yeah. Potato. Potato. Yeah. Um. I would. I would flip them. I think. I think. Oh, uh, you like uh, Mulholland Drive? I'm not crazy about Mulholland Drive, but I love Blue Velvet. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis Hopper. Uh, um. Fuck Heineken. No. Pabst Blue <laughs> yeah. Ribbon. Heineken. I say that whenever yeah, I order Heineken. a Heineken, fuck that shit. Oh, shit. I didn't even get it right. Pabst Blue Ribbon. You know what the thing is? Yeah. I say that to every bartender when I'm ordering a, PD, <laughs> oh. a PBR. Yeah. Jesus. And they offer you a Heineken first. Will you have, sir, no, they a Heineken? Don't. No, they'll say, Heineken. Well, what do you have? And I'll say, uh, and I will always say, erroneous. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Fuck Heineken, PBR. Oh, and then they probably off. think I'm some kind of joker. Yeah. Just completely ruining it. Um, What, what do you like about... Uh, uh, Blue Velvet so much. Um, I like what's his name, Kyle. Uh, what's what's his last name? McLaughlin. Is that him? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. He was in Twin Peaks. He is in. Uh, he's in Portlandia. Plays the mayor. Yeah, he's Twin Peaks. He's the main guy in Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is great. Do you know Twin Peaks? I don't know Twin Peaks. And I keep meaning to uh, sit down and watch all of it. Yeah, uh, my, but I wouldn't put. Fire I remember with me. my parents loving Twin Peaks and me not being allowed to watch it while they were watching it. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. I love just the. Uh, that movie's just bonkers, and I love. The, I I just really like the way it looks. Uh, it's got uh, what's his name from Quantum Leap in it. Scott Bakula? No, Al. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Al's in it. He he sings the Roy Orbison song. Yeah, that's a good movie. Tom, what are your? thoughts? I think I I have it on DVD. I don't think I have it on Blu-ray. What are your thoughts on uh, Lost Highway? I don't know if I've ever seen it. See, I saw Lost Highway like probably for the first time five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's great, but I can't tell if I'm afraid of it. Um, cause like the, the creepy bad guy, if you can call him that in it is cause everybody's kind of a bad guy in every <laughs> yeah. David Lynch movie, um, is Robert Blake. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. You're like, if, oh, that's a real life bad guy. If I had seen it like pre, uh, uh him murdering somebody. Yeah. Like would I think he's so, cre I mean, he's just a creepy fuck. That's why he's cast. Right, but like, uh, I don't know. It'd be like if somebody cast O.J. Simpson in something now. Like, like I watched The Naked Gun now, and that's <laughs> yeah. bone chilling to me. Yeah, but that's just because, like, oh, O.J. and and The Naked Gun isn't supposed to be bone chilling. <laughs> so Lost Highway is supposed to be bone chilling. But is it just because this guy? Uh, it's supposed to tickle your funny bone. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's not supposed to chill. It's supposed to tickle it. <laughs> um. Uh, I'll do the next one. This is from Ryan Connolly. Love the new cast. It's short for podcast. This guy's got, he's got his finger on the pulse of all the new lingo. I'd love to hear your top two whiskey slash whiskey. And he just spelled whiskey with an E and not with any, uh, choices. That's a thing, by the way. Some bars you go to. Yeah. We'll just spell it W-H-I-S-K-Y. Yeah. It's like that's the proper spelling or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my top two are uh, uh, Balvenies. This is the, this is his words, not yours. Yeah, Balvenies, 21-year uh, Portwood. Really, this isn't really pop culture related, Tom. Portwood, that's a scotch. Uh, and Angel's Envy Rye, that's American. Uh, alternatively, since Tim requested more bottom twos, and I know he loves to wax philosophical about my nusha, 
what are your bottom two articles of clothing? Well, I would say whiskey wise, I like whiskey, but I'm not a big like fancy whiskey guy. Um, I have just like, uh, I like um, bullet whiskey, but that's not anything like that crazy. I like uh, a Buffalo Trace. I like Jameson. I like uh, Tom, Black Tom, Label. You are so bad at adhering to the top two, bottom well, two. Well, just because I don't know like any of those, wherever they have and wherever's cheaper. Like yeah. I, I cheap whiskey, I can tell cheap whiskey and cheap whiskey's I no good. I can't tell alcohol. All beers taste oh, the same really? to me. All whiskey tastes Everything the same. Everything tastes to me. like cardboard. All um, tastes like cardboard. I'm num- I'm top one. One and two for me are Jameson. Uh, now cheap whiskey, like you can taste, and it's not that I dislike the taste. It's more you taste it, and you're like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to get out of bed in the morning if I drink oh, too much of Tom, this. Oh, Tom. Yeah, you're an expert on this. You have a certificate in everything. Oh, that's true. I do have a you certificate. You and I went on the Jameson uh, whiskey distillery tour. Mm-hmm. In, in, in in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, when we were doing our last live show there. Mm-hmm. And you were chosen out of everybody to mm-hmm. do a taste test. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, uh, Black Label, uh, Giant Walker Black, and, uh, and Jameson. And none of them made your top two. Um, no, black, actually, I would say black labels, my favorite. Okay. Um, and even though it's a scotch, uh, not even though, <laughs> uh, but I do not like, I've had like, people have been like, you have to have this. It's, you know, I bought you a $25 drink and it's a scotch and you drink it. It's like, this tastes like, uh, embers from, uh, a campfire. And I get that that's the thing. But- I love camping. Me too, but uh, I can't take too much of the smoky taste. So I'm not like a huge, I like scotch, but I'm always very hesitant to order an expensive scotch because to me that might mean it tastes um, so terrible that I hate it. Bottom two articles of clothing. I'll go first. Uh, Underpants and pants. Those are what I wear on my bottom. I, I don't like uh, undershirts because I can't. I look crappy in a V-neck when I don't have a shirt over it, and uh, if I'm wearing a crew neck. What about me? How do I look? You look great, Tom. I and, just uh, I, for the listener at home, I just unbutton my shirt a little bit to reveal my V-neck. Yeah, and if it's a crew neck, it sticks up too much. Yeah. Uh, uh, up over the the collared shirt that I'm. Do you wearing. need more chest hair or less chest hair? I have a shit ton of chest hair. The ch- I have the yeah, perfect I, amount of chest hair. Oh, time. then why does a V neck look bad? Because I just have. Uh, I gotta get in better shape. <laughs> I but it's been, just your collarbone. I haven't been able to pull off a V neck my entire life. You gotta work out that that's collarbone, my, that's buddy. My New Year's resolution, Tom. Work your collarbone more. Right, and uh, also uh, number two, I'd say socks. No. Because I want to wear big chunky wool socks all the time, but they don't always fit in the shoes. Mm. But I love wearing socks. I don't know. I'm conflicted. I gotta pee. Pause it. I would my my actually I take it back. One of my actual bottom one would be um panties. I hate wearing panties. Tim, just a quick reminder to you and no one else. I don't know why we're recording it because it's just for you. But That's Tim, right. You could have told me off, Mike, but I appreciate you coming to me 
now. Tim, I know you're, you have to do a lot of holiday shopping these holidays. You have a lot of uh, kids you have to get gifts for, a lot of um, illegitimate children. Um, you know, it's finally caught up with you. Uh, you should do all your shopping through tcgt.com slash Amazon. That way we get a kickback on all the, uh, you know, like power wheels and stuff you have to buy for your kids throughout. And there's a lot of them, Tom. I'm buying a lot of power wheels this year. Yeah. But you know what? I think this is relevant to the listener too. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you've got illegitimate kids. No, even even, if you don't. Yeah. Even if you have illegitimate kids or you're buying gifts for anyone. It's a great way to support the show without having to spend any money whatsoever. Well, you have to spend money, but you're spending your, it's the same amount of money you'd spend anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not taking care of your Amazon bill. If that's what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, Tim, you, it's it's misleading. Chris, the way you, you fathered put... those children. You got to deal with them yourself. Yeah, you we know? can't help you out with that. Yeah. We just want a little kickback from the fact that you <laughs> yeah. fathered those children. We, you know what? We want to make something positive out of your um, mistakes. Uh, so tcgt.com slash Amazon. Let's jump right back into it, Tom. And now on with the show. Um, Pete Loaf. <laughs> Like uh, he suggested both a top two and a bottom two, Tom. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not sure if you're going to be able. If I'm not sure if you are uh, well versed enough. Yeah, I told to you I can do a both. I can do a top two for this. Uh, and he he offered his uh, suggestion, so I'm going to read them. Uh, top two Beatles songs and bottom two Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, his best uh, top two Beatles songs are "Oh Darling." Mm-hmm. Mainly due to Paul's quote incredible vocal performance. Well, all caps, incredible. And hey, bulldog. And it's oh, darling. Uh, and the worst two Beatles songs are Wild Honey Pie and The Long and Winding Road. I like Wild Honey Pie. <laughs> That's yeah, just a crazy too. song. All right, uh, let's let's go with your top two. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Hey Bulldog. Yeah, that's I a love good that one. song. What album is that on? Do you know? No. It's on Yellow Submarine, which is a pretty awful mishmash of garbage. Uh, it's got Ringo's song. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yeah? You're a George guy? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm a George guy, too. Ever since uh, I've got my mind set on you, which is, I'm joking, but it's true. As a little kid, I love that song so much. because there You were... know, he didn't write that song, right? That was a cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, because he's got the, it was like a, a Motown, right? Yeah. It was like, uh, like uh, I around think like, that era yeah. at least. Um, it was, it was, it was pre Motown, I believe. Was it? Um, but, uh, all the animals on the walls talked and they oh, really? sang the lyrics in the video. It was like a very cheap looking video for George Harrison where it just took place in one room. Well, that was, that was videos in the mid eighties. Yeah, but it was George Harrison, but yeah. I love But you love Paul song. Simon, how he just has Chevy Chase come and do oh, some bits. Oh, that's my second favorite, uh, song. Beatles song. <laughs> Um, My second favorite Beatles song is You Can Call Me Al by, by Paul Simon. Simon. Uh, and by and Paul Chevy Simon Chase. and Chevy Chase. Um, I remember, Tom, I remember as a kid, my parents trying to explain to me that that is not a Chevy Chase song. And I was like, watch the video. It is a Chevy yeah. Chase song. It's the guy from Vacation. Yeah, because I, I love Chevy Chase. And they're like, no, it's the little guy. I'm like, no, the little guy plays the sax solo. Anytime anybody ever gets on Chevy Chase for like leaving community or saying the N word on community, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just like, yeah, but, but the man was in you the. You can call the, me out. Yeah. Um, and also. And um, Tom, in talking about one room videos, 
Yeah. I uh, just watched for the first time today. Um, uh, Jamiroquai? No, Blurred Lines. Oh, yeah. That's uh, one room. Alan Thick. But everybody loved that Alan Thick song. And uh, it's just new ladies, but it's one It's one room. Robin Thick. It's not Alan Thick. <laughs> would watch again. I would watch an Alan Thick with that. Why doesn't Alan Thick make videos for Robin? What do you Robin? think Kirk Cameron thinks of that Robin Thick video? Yeah, it's got to be weird because they've got to be around the same age. Yeah, probably. Because he yeah. played, yeah. You think they ever hung out on the set of Growing Pains? Oh, I'm sure they did. But Robin Thicke was big in Europe as just Robin because he didn't want the thick name, which, you no, know. No, he was just thick. I think he was just Robin. No, you're thinking of I don't Robin. Think he was just thick. You're thinking of R O B Y N. That's a different No, Robin. I, think, I think he was just Robin. All right, maybe he was just thick. Uh, maybe you're just thick. Maybe you're, you're the thick that? one. You know that uh, in the UK that means fat. Yeah. Uh, well, here it kind of means fat too. While um, my j- guitar gently, we- while my jacar, <laughs> while my return of Jafar gently weeps. While my jacar j- noir gently weeps. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, and hey, oh, bulldog. Like, hey bulldog. That's a badass Beatles song. Um, well, I had another one in my head for a minute. No, oh, but this is top but I was, two bottom two. But I was going to say, too, uh, one of my top Weird Al songs, this song is just six words long, this a parody song is of... just six yeah. words. And, and it's not. Six words long. That's seven words <laughs> yeah, right there. Which is makes it even funnier. Yeah, he's a great guy, that Weird Al. Uh, what are your uh, top two Beatles songs? Number one, mm-hmm. uh, with a bullet, uh, Dear Prudence. Oh, yeah, yeah, very good one. That has everything... Dear Prudence. No, now but... we've got to pay. Yeah, but it's got it's got every good thing about the Beatles in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. And guess who played drums? Guess who wrote that song, Tom? Who? John Lennon. Guess who played drums on it? Ringo Starr. Paul McCartney. Oh yeah, he played drums on a lot of that stuff. Then it right? was it was uh, when Ringo had quit the band. Yeah. And look, I like Ringo. Ringo's fine. Yeah, he gets a lot of shit unfairly. I think. Um, he does, <laughs> but like, it it, it well, swings he's also both ways, a real, right? Uh, like. Uh, like it's both ways. Like people are like, "Oh, he's garbage. He doesn't do anything flashy." It's like, and then there are other people who are like, "No, oh, he's it's the amazing. best drummer like, ever lived." No, you yeah. know what? He was good. He, he's in the he middle. Did his job. Yeah, yeah. He's fine. He's he had serviceable. Yeah, he had the he had the luxury of playing uh, drums on some of the best written songs ever in the history yeah. of uh, and pop d- music. Didn't fuck it up, and then occasionally did cool little yeah. things. Um, so Dear Prudence, and if anybody doesn't tear up by the end of Dear Prudence, uh, they're just not a person that I want to be associated with. Mm-hmm. And then do you know the song number two, which is a close second, uh, She Said, She Said? Yeah. Off of Revolver? Mm-hmm. Another John Revolver song. is probably, probably my fi- favorite album overall. Yeah. Uh, it's way better than Sgt. Pepper, but uh, you'll never convince a baby boomer of that. Um, but She Said, She Said... Uh, I, I think that's another John song, and like, uh, I don't really like John that much as a as a human being. Well, he's dead now. That's fine. Most of them are dead. Paul's been dead Half since '66. <laughs> oh, okay. Died in that car accident. So, in your mind, Ringo's the only one alive. Yeah, that's a shame, huh? <laughs> um, uh, and my bottom two, Tom. Yeah. Not wild honey pie. Have you ever heard honey pie? No, I don't think so. It's off the the White Album. Wild Honey Pie, I believe it's a John song. Uh, Honey Pie is a Paul song. Mm-hmm. And it's a... Uh, 
Honey pie. It's like, uh, like Paul McCartney, here's the dirty secret of Paul McCartney. Mm -hmm. Uh, Half the songs that he wrote for the Beatles were great. Yeah. And half of them were the worst fucking songs that were ever written in the history of music. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one. He was, he was a man of extremes. Right. Um, Here's my controversial. Mm. Uh, uh, bottom two. Actually, no. I'm gonna switch it up. Uh, I was gonna say "Let It Be" because it's just uh, it's it's kind of sappy. Yeah, but like it's 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 nice in its sappiness. Yeah, and uh, long it is and winding, what it is. The long and winding road. I would also uh like uh. Well, who's this guy? Who's this? Uh, this was uh Pete Loaf. Yeah, uh, Pete Loaf. You're right. That's a cheesy song. As it is on uh, uh, Let It Be. Uh-huh. But if you listen to Let It Be Naked, uh, before Phil Spector put yeah. all his goddamn uh, Disney... Gun, guns uh, in it. <laughs> no, he put all these Disney strings in it, which yeah. is like... And I know Paul McCartney asked him to, mm-hmm. but if you just listen to the stripped down version, it's kind of a nice, just kind of like mid-tempo kind of, all right, we're chilling. Um, so what was I going to say? Oh, 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 your mother should know. That's Let's your all one. get up and dance to a song that was a hit before your oh, mother I don't, was born. I don't know Though that one. Though she was born a long, long time ago, your mother should know. Wow, your mo- like again, like stop trying to be Tin Pan Alley, man. Yeah. You're in the Beatles. You should rock <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah. And, and and I'm kind of upset with myself that it falls between like two John songs and two. Paul songs because mm-hmm. my favorite Beatle is George Harrison, <laughs> right? But you know, you know, you, you don't have to write my favorite songs. But is your favorite Beatle George Harrison because of his career after the Beatles? No, it, it so all it's during must, the Beatles, but you don't like. Well, all things must pass. Is all yeah. things must pass is great. <laughs> Probably my favorite post Beatles album besides uh, Ram by Paul McCartney, who has my bottom two and Look, Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine's not no 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 Cloud Nine's not very good. No, it's and very neither good. is Brainwashed. Um, I like Plastic Ono Band. This look here's the thing with the Beatles. It's a hodgepodge. No, oh, yeah, and and they were throwing everything at the wall. Yeah, and and they they prove more than anybody else that like, look, you can't just hit your wagon to one star, man. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, go. Yeah, people are going to do uh, crappy things. People are going to do wonderful things. People are going to do middle-of-the-road stuff. Like, we, we we need not pick horses in this race. Mm. Uh, we, the, the, the greyhound, the great greyhound George Harrison, mm-hmm. uh, he's no better than the, the, the greyhound. No, they've all got clunkers. Yeah. Nobody was perfect. You know, nobody wants to ever sit through Love You Too by uh by uh George Harrison, which is uh two and a half minutes of sitar garbage. He puked yeah. a sitar all over a record. It must be weird for Yoga Ono, if she's even aware, that uh like her first name is a verb. Like you can Yoko something. I think that's overblown. Yoko Ono is a wonderful artist in her own right. Uh, I don't know too much of her own stuff. I, I appreciate the fact that she was, uh, uh, that she does her own stuff and everything. And I think it is overblown that she 
you know, people are like, ah, she ruined the band. It's like, nah, that band was falling apart. They all hate each other. Yeah, sure. Uh, John brought her along because he hated everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and this was his one bit of comfort. Because but, uh, he, it was his, he was like, I'm going to go avant-garde because uh, Paul's writing these dance hall goddamn. Uh, yeah. Honey pie, you were driving me yeah. No, they all start going different ways. Yeah. Uh, Except for Ringo, he's like, "I'll do whatever you guys I'll want." I'll just keep doing it. I'll just keep playing the same beat. I'll keep the beat. Peace <laughs> and love. Peace and love. Um, uh, I dislike John Lennon more than I dislike Yoko. Yeah, look, he was a bigger hypocrite. Yeah, but who cares who's a hypocrite? It's, yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. he's also dead. So just listen to the music. Yeah, everybody's I, gonna be dead one day, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna pull a sixth sense on me. Everybody's dead, Tom, and I was gonna be like, "What?" And I thought this is my Bruce Willis at the end of the sixth sense. Haven't moment. you realized how nobody's been addressing you? <laughs> Only you. <laughs> you're you're uh, you're the little boy who can see me. <laughs> um, all right, the last one. There's the last one. Tom, um, we can always do another one next week. Yeah. Uh, David Bird, well, he said top two bomb two, but I'm going to just uh, put it at top two. He gave three great suggestions, which we have to come back to. But the first one was British sitcoms. Tom, I don't think I'm qualified to answer this question. Look, number one, of course, is Peep Show. Uh, my number one as well. Uh, but that's like sitcoms of all time. Yeah. Um, I don't even know that I'm, uh, maybe spaced. I'd go with spaced. Really? Uh, you know what? You know what? No. You know what? I like, uh, I like all their stuff later. I tried to get into space and it, and it should hit me. It should be my demographic entirely. It's a little too cheesy, right? The references are a little too ham fisted, right? Yeah. And I just couldn't get into it. I forgot about the office. Oh yeah, yeah, The Office. And I've I've long said the British Office is my favorite thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's perfect. But since then, so many things have surpassed it in my mind. Mm. Um, I think extras. Well, it, since then, you've lost your virginity. Exactly. <laughs> Just um, very recently, it's changed my perspective on life. <laughs> Um, I think extras is better than people give it credit for. I, I, uh, it might be in the minority in that mm. I think the second series of extras is, uh, interesting in that, like, you never deal, like, it was such an interesting setup. A guy that had aspired to so much more hit pay dirt with the lowest common denominator. Yeah, no, it's a great, and, like, yeah. uh, and Stephen, and Stephen Merchant in that is, is, Oh, fucking brilliant! Yeah, Stephen Merchant, Stephen Merchant in Extras series two is my favorite character in anything ever in history. Um, what were you gonna say for number two? Because I know Peep Show's number Peep one. Show, Peep num- Show's perfect in every way. Um, the last season wasn't that great, but they're they're doing one more, and they've said like that's gonna be it, which, yeah. which is good. It's still like the longest running sitcom. Then. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, in like British, uh, you know, TV history or whatever. Um, Once you've killed a dog and eaten it, like what else are you going to uh, do? Like, I can't watch that episode. Where else do you go from it? Like, yeah, it, it's same thing. Uh, spoiler alert for Homeland. Yeah. At the end. And you've never seen Homeland, but I explained no, this to you the other yeah, night yeah. drunk. Um, at the end of season two, they like kill off like half the CIA and like the vice president and like, I think maybe the president or whatever. And it's like. You've done that, and it's crazy, 
But where do you go in a relatable world? Like, yeah. uh, and Peep Show, same thing. It's like things have gotten to the most awkward they could ever yeah, possibly exactly. ever believably be. I don't, I don't blame them for like, and and also like these characters, like we know them a little too well. Like, it, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing new that they're gonna wow us with. Right. It's like an old shoe. It's like an old brown shoe that I that I enjoyed. No, and and the last season I enjoyed very much, but uh but you could tell like you know, they're you know, the character of Mark, it's like the second girlfriend we've seen him, real girlfriend we've seen him with on a show where he's like I mean, the, the last episode is literally called Quinn Talking 2 because he's going to take her to Quinn Talk to propose to her right. like he did his ex-wife. And, you know, Jeremy brings up, like, really? You're going to do that again? Uh, which is funny, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it's just weird. What I do, what I... what I in, in the real world, these guys would have parted ways years ago. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. They're getting too old to, like, play these characters without things getting, like, weirder. But what I think they are going to do, what they said they'll do... Um, which I think will be great is that they're going to do one more season. Great. There's really no loose ends to tie up, but do do six more. That'll be great. And that they've all said like, Oh, we're totally open to let's do another one, 10 years and see where these guys are. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so that's my favorite. Number two, I think might be pulling. Oh, I still haven't watched it. You've been telling me to watch Pulling for two years uh, now. I really, really, really liked Pulling as well. Um, Shannon Horgan. Uh, fantastic. Maybe not Shannon's her name? Sharon Horgan. Yeah, I've had a few beers. Sharon Horgan. Uh, fantastic. It's on... It's pronounced Morgan. It's on uh, Netflix for anybody uh, in the Shallon US. Morgan. But I think those are my... Two favorite. You want to have a second one? Yeah, I, I would go with the office. The, the office. office. Okay. You know, is that too obvious? Eh. Series yeah. two of extras, because I think that's a little underrated. Yeah. All right. And people in the UK are like, huh, "Yeah, is that underrated?" Because it was the biggest fucking thing over here. But like, uh, we're Americans. We don't know. Yeah. You don't want to go with Derek. <laughs> I think that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, if you like the show, or, or if you want to give us a top two, bottom two, you can email us, popeverything at gmail.com. Uh, this get, is more fun than all the other episodes. Maybe we should just make this whole uh Maybe we will, because we've got bottom. a few more. Yeah. Uh, now, next week, Arrow's back, so I want to talk about I Arrow I don't want to talk about Arrow. Um, uh, you can email us, like I said. You can uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash popeverythingpodcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, you can follow Pop Everything on Twitter, first and foremost, at Pop Everything. You can follow me at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. And uh, don't forget, if you're doing a holiday shopping, tcgt.com slash Amazon. You can probably buy all these products that we've mentioned <laughs> through uh, through that link. And if you, uh, for some reason, mm-hmm. have listened uh, to an hour of this and don't know about our other podcasts, uh, check out The Complete Guide to Everything. Um tcgte.com and uh if you are a fan of the complete guide to everything and haven't listened to it in the last couple weeks but you've only been listening to pop everything because hey it's gotten so much better yeah tim's Uh, tim's not on it anymore it's great it's been replaced yeah by a uh a robot really tom yeah 
you can buy uh, t-shirts and tote bags at tcgte.com slash store, but fuck it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, you're like, uh, if you haven't liked the other podcast, because uh, if you haven't listened to the other podcast for a while because you stopped liking it, there's merchandise you can buy for it. <laughs> they might like the merchandise if they're sick of hearing us. <laughs> I don't know, Tom. Yeah, we should get some Pop Everything merchandise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, probably not. That's that's a lot of trouble. We're working on maybe a Pop Everything live show. Yeah. Well, not for a while. Tom. What? Listen, give these people some time to compose themselves <laughs> after hearing about it. Yeah. People are freaking out. Might even be in jolly old England. Yeah. If you're in the London area, tell us if you'd like us to come do a Pop <laughs> Everything show. We're in show. London. <laughs> We're in uh, exactly London. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Tease enough things that aren't going to happen for not a long while. Six months? Seven, seven months? Seven months. Um, no, wait. No, about seven Six. months. Six. Six months. Yeah. Yeah. You're more about, more about that. Soon. You know what? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We're scooping our other show. Yeah. We're going to be in... Uh, Cannibalizing the other show. Yeah. We're going to be in uh, overseas, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe places we've been before. <laughs> Probably uh, very late spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, late spring. Yeah. Buy your tickets now. <laughs> no, there's no place to buy tickets yet. Buy them buy from StubHub. No, don't buy them from StubHub. Those are fake. Buy fake tickets. Make your own tickets. Don't tell people to do that. We don't get any money from those fake tickets. Well, I wouldn't honor them at the show, and I'd, I'd, I'd charge them an arm and a leg for, uh, for double, an autograph. Double for uh, entry at the door? Yeah. All right, I think that's enough. See you next week. Buy my book, Meta. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.